Today on our show, we're counting down our top 10 Saturday morning cartoons. What up? Let's hit that, Paul. That's so good. You can just sing. <laughs> uh, welcome to episode 441 of the Countdown Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Wayne. And my name is Paul. Welcome to the podcast. We count down stuff in order of awesomeness so you don't have to today. As we have mentioned, cartoons. Cartoons. Now, we did take some license with the title of this It's just one. cool to call it Saturday Morning Cartoons. And a lot of mine are, i got to tell you. But most, most of mine are. Yeah. Some of mine are not. Some of mine were on during the week. Well, there's no, there's no nothing to say. Because it's different that... between America versus exactly. Australia versus the UK versus Europe versus Asia versus right. Africa. Like, they put it on in the afternoon They were on whatever station put them on as. So, yes, we weren't literal with that, but we started with that as the point. So, we may have some cartoons that they're all cartoons. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But they may have been on at other times in your part of the world, or indeed maybe in my part of the world. We didn't worry so much about that part. I don't know about you, Paulie, but this was a trip down memory oh. lane for me. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis on the memory, less so what Wayne said. Uh, it was like, I was thinking, oh, I remember that show, remember that show? And to me, I, I, they went higher on my list because just how important they were to me as a child or whenever yeah, I was watching. Yeah, I, I went with, the higher my list stuff is stuff, that was very much my wheelhouse that I oh, yeah. was either appointment television or I loved to pieces, even if I couldn't see as many episodes as I wanted to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the stuff low on my list is stuff that I would watch because it was on and it was pretty cool, but or at least decent, but I didn't love as much. But I have to admit right now, I wasn't a huge cartoon guy. I definitely am not You're the artist. Days. You're the animator. Yeah, but honestly, like the only reason we watched them back then is because that's all that was on in the morning. Like you've, or even there's some some that were actually on in the morning, like of school days. Like and that would be on while I was watching and eating food or whatever. So worth emphasizing this, mm. you youth of today. And by youth, I mean anyone listening to the show who's under thirty. Right. You have grown up in an era where you can pretty much access whatever you wanted to watch whenever you wanted. Absolutely. To watch. Whereas we were. Locked into, here's when cartoons are on, you little fucks. Yes, you better turn up or not. Watch it then, because otherwise adults are controlling the television. That's right. And God forbid you should want to rewatch something. You'd have to wait a year no. and hope it came on. So Saturday mornings was the quintessential time that was for children. And that's when the, t- the TV show stations here in Australia, at least, would all be dominated by cartoons and the like. That's but then right. there'll be some cartoons before school at sort of 7 to 8 o'clock. And then there would be cartoons getting home from school, particularly on the ABC. Yes. Between sort of four, um, after play school, 4.30 to sort of 6.30, 6-ish in the evening. Now we, there we, that's the only time you could watch shit that was for you. Exactly. I remember mom used to <laughs> buy us chicken and salad rolls. Then we'd come home and that's what I would eat in front of those cartoons. Yep. Like ones that yeah, may be on your list. Ones that may be on yeah. our list. So we won't spoil them, but there you go. That's what we're talking about today. So if you did respond to us in the listener feedback part of the Facebook community. Thank you so much for doing so. And limited yourself to Saturday morning. We appreciate you for your efforts. We've gone a little bit beyond that just to make this uh, all good, all good, interesting. So there we are. Our top 10 Saturday morning slash whatever we want to call it. Cartoon hits. That's the topic for this week's show. Let's get into it on the other side. This segment, which kicks off most every episode, it's called The Recount. Who wants a recount? Who? 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 Who wants a recount? Who? 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 Who wants a recount? Who? The recount is our mail room, Paul. What's up? Well, we're kicking it off with well, not kicking off. We're celebrating this week because there's been a turning of the tide, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Really? <laughs> it took a bit of time. I think Wayne won four, maybe five countdowns in a row. Finally, I've broken back through with a win off the back of our top ten sequel. Sorry, top five sequel pitches. I did write it in the ah uh, yes, description yes, of yes. top ten. My apologies to all. I couldn't change once you can't change the tile once you've written it on Podbean. Otherwise, the stats all reset. So. My sincere apologies. Only 34 votes. 22 to me, 12 to you, Wayne. Here were some of the comments from those who took the time. Thank you so much to everyone who got back to us there. Julio for the Contrarians podcast said, if I vote for Paul one more time in a row, does that make me part of the Paul voting block? Hashtag? I think it does. (laughs) Anyway, great twist. You thought Paul was just doing sequels to his favorite movies and then... Just when I was bracing for Fury Road, <laughs> good job. You stole the show with that thing. You absolutely deserve to win. Well, Dan, aka Minahaka, said, going with Paul for the Goonies, 
but only if the tree of life doesn't actually work and Mouth die does in fact die. Oof. But getting the get group game back together for one last adventure lets him go out with a bang. Okay, that could work. Sure. I can live with that. That's not, not bad at all. Rob Walters says, super tough call this week. Wayne had one of the initial pitches for the Ben Affleck Batman of Arkham Asylum and a last action hero sequel, but Paul with a Shaun of the Dead sequel and a Thing sequel had to do it. Mm. Now, normally at this point, I would pick one of the comments out that voted for the person that lost. I can't find one, Wayne. Anyone who bothered to write in wrote they voted for moi. So I'm sorry. That's a 12 people voted for you in the silent minority. Fair enough. That's fine, people. Very, uh, very kind of you. Uh, that was Paul's show. Wayne had my vote most of the way, said Alan Smith, just based on a loan. So there you go. There you go. Bit of love for that one. But then Paul, Total Recall 2 happened. Advantage Paul. <laughs> a loan thing too and Total Recall 2 are movies I would drop cash on. Cheers, boys. So there we are. I've managed to turn the tide. Thank you very much to everyone who voted for me. Well done. Uh, that was a fun episode. Something different. Yeah, no, I'm going to get time episode, with that one. Done okay. Not, not as much as some of our other topics do, but uh, definitely, definitely, worth, definitely worth uh, having some fun with that one. So thank you to everyone who got back to us. That's it for the recap. Let's do it. Let's get into some Saturday morning hits. And we'll do it on the side of this recognizable theme tune. Hong Kong fooey for your asses. The top 10 Saturday morning cartoons. This is the subject of this week's countdown. Very nice, very nice. <laughs> Impromptu. Great work. Manage to make it. Wayne, take us away. What's your number 10, sir? Okay, my number 10 is a show that I was enamored with as a child. Youngster, youngster. It's called Battle of the Planets, Paul. Are you familiar with this? I... Might be familiar. I wonder if you will be able to work out whether I'm familiar based off this. Please. No! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, are you a fan? I'm a fan, man. Oh my God. Well, check it out, right? Absolutely a fan. For anyone who's uninitiated, we used to call this G-Force because they also call themselves G-Force. But essentially, this show (laughs) is... You're talking about Keop, right? (laughs) Yes, I am. That motherfucker didn't even say words. He's like... (laughs) fucking what you know i was like what the hell is this anyway it's about a five member superhero team they call g-force they fight to defend earth against your mother's snatch or something right and it was like um it was uh, actually it was colonies from the planet spectra and here's the thing all right the motherfuckers who were in it at least in our version i've learned recently that this is actually an adaptation of a japanese show called science ninja team gacha man <laughs> And get this, it debuted on TV. Japanese television, man. Japanese television. It's or t- just Japanese creativity is amazing. Do you know when this shit is from? 1978, it's son. 1980, that's right. Our, our balls were three years old and we didn't even see them. We saw it way worse after that. So by the time it came and became like Englishized and stuff, all the characters had become, they, you know, there was actual the Japanese characters had names like Ken Washiro or something. The, our, the ones we knew were called Mark, Jason, Princess, who was the token hoe, and then Keop. <laughs> and then there was like, Keop was the little motherfucker. Did mother you say bucket. Tiny? Tiny was the fat fuck. Yep. He was the token fatty. So, um, Clever that one, wasn't it? Yes. And then there was like a, a super intelligent robot named Seven Zark Seven, who was like added to the series for white people audience. It wasn't in the oh, Japanese is one. Is that right? That's right. Did not know that. And they had... Now, what was cool about them was they would all jump out of their big-ass spaceship, right? Although it wasn't a spaceship because they would just jump into the atmosphere, which means they were on Earth. And then when they jumped out, each of them had a different bird-themed outfit. Mark had a white-ass one, which is the coolest one. But no, then no, Jason was Jason. Cool. Everyone Jason. likes Jason because... Jason, Jason, Jason. Yeah, see, Jason is the... Jason <laughs> Sorry, is Jimmy the, um, If you have a band and there's a lead singer who's well-known, but the, all the bitches like the fucking lead guitarist, that was Jason. All the women. That's right. That was Jason, right? And he was some of the men. That's right. Now, I remember my younger cousins, one of whom is this thing, Mike, Mike T, used to, wa- used to roll so- around... So I used to roll around in the tea towel saying he was Jason. Right? <laughs> so like that's his cape, right? So that was the shit. Now the funny thing was is the tea towel blue. Was Jason blue? In my yes. head he was green, nope. but okay. I want to say blue. Um I, I don't think you were was green. Ke- your key was, was green. Pink. Yeah, and get this. There Tiny was like his orange. Tiny was just color. a fat cunt, right? So <laughs> it was just like 
But they had their helmets and the, the, the visor part of the helmet was like a beak. Yes. So You're missing the most important thing. What? When it would go into like overdrive super speed, the ship would turn into like this fiery phoenix. Yes, yeah, sorry. The phoenix, yeah, exactly. And that was... I forgot about that. You're right. But the thing is, when they jumped out of the spaceship to, to, to fucking go onto Earth, they would all do like skydiving form, form, formation type things yeah. where they would... And I was like, well, that's just the shit. Everyone knows that's the shit. I'm but, not sure we're doing this justice, Wayne. No, go I on. I think there's only one way to do this justice. Please. It's with a bit of this. Battle of the Planets. G-Force. Five incredible young people with superpowers. And watching over them from Center Neptune, Seven Zark Seven. Center Neptune. Center Neptune. Watching, warning against surprise attack by alien galaxies from beyond space. And your mother's snatch. <laughs> Yeah, that's enough. I think they do list the names of the credits somewhere in there. But well, I found out that they you often saw that all of them between jobs or between missions, <laughs> they would hang out in the fucking what they call the ready room, which was in the in the ship, and they would often play ping pong or yes. um and the, the stock animation that was created just for the white people audience. Those those things were not in the Japanese original, and um, Tiny would also be eating his favorite space burgers because fat cunt. So. <laughs> Um, that, yeah, but... It was, I've got nothing more to say. <laughs> it was a big thing at the time. For when it comes up, minus a little bit higher. I do remember literally drawing Battle of Planets pictures in library with a guy named Peter May back in the I day. I know Peter May. Yeah, we were that yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. Went, to high, went to primary school together and we'd be drawing that shit, talking about how good this was circa 1983, this show. And yeah, that's... That's cool, man. Loved no, that's it. cool. So, so you like Jay, I was a Mark guy. I was a Mark guy, no, Jason. but that's before I realized how uh, troublesome it is to wear white as an as a wardrobe <laughs> option. So I think Jason would definitely have worked out. What do you out. mean troublesome? You are the staunchest supporter of the Indiana Jones white dinner jacket I've ever heard. Yeah, but that's because you're at a dinner party. Like you're at a fucking ball. Okay, if you tried that <laughs> shit, if you tried fighting crime in it, you are doing laundry it's going all day. Pear shaped, very fast. <laughs> all right, my number Please, ten, number then, 10. By contrast, is a little bit better known than Battle of the Planets, but obviously not as good because it's higher. That one on my list. I'm talking. Hannah Barbera's The Flintstones. Oh, you like The Flintstones. Interesting. I did. I, did. I watched a lot of Flintstones. By the time that... Obviously, this is from very, very early on. 1960 to 66. Shit. This one. So this is kind of like the original Simpsons. And by the time we'd seen it, it was I 20 years out, old. I ruled out The Simpsons because it didn't feel like... I watched it as an adult. I never got into it as a Me kid. too. It, it came if out on your list, time. is fine. I can't... It's a cartoon. I can't deny it. No, no. Simpsons is not on my list either, but it... It, it would undeniably be, a, a, if I was just talking animated shows, definitely in my top 10. Yeah, it wasn't big when we were that age. Yeah. But go on, please. So yeah, we're kind of going back to our youth for this one. Whereas Flintstones, you come home, for weird reasons, be on like 3, 3.30 in the afternoon here. Do you know what? After school. The, Sim- the Flintstones, you may or may not it know It was that. a primetime show. It was the first animated sitcom. Yep. The, Simpsons, I'm sorry, the Flintstones had a fucking laugh track. Yep. Like a three camera laugh track thing. I'm like, what? So, and I remember at the time it was totally fine. Very, very out there. And well, it was fine for us when we watched it because we were young enough not to care, but it must have been breaking the mold. Like, what's this ridiculous laughter about? I know. And for some reason we were okay with it. And like, that was, it was interesting. There was a lot of those jokes. Like, the, the thing is, though, they had like real stars from back in the day being guest stars, like Tony Curtis. Was Stony Curtis? They always, they always do something <laughs> like that with him. Yeah, so it's very Which, very cool. I think The Simpsons very much modeled off this. It, you would say template. it's a predecessor if you looked at them yeah. back to back, because even the this, way Homer is drawn with the fucking. Uh, I mean, that's way more technical. I was going just going for the simple fact that this is a nuclear family mm. and their friends next door, and this is kind of what you're subscribing to. Obviously, The Simpsons is taking the parody way further and more, more contemporary, of course. Yes. yes, and being a lot more cynical and, and caustic about things but the, the first time was kind of pure and nice and you could put it on at 3 o'clock in the afternoon or 3.30 in the afternoon and kids who are literally year 6 years, sorry year 6 yeah. year 7 coming home could watch it and you wouldn't have to worry about it you don't need to watch it and, and observe absolutely them sure. not anything on 3.30 you shouldn't be able to exactly. ask the police did you ever watch the Jetsons? Yeah, and I never got into Jetsons so I got into the Flintstones Here's the thing Not right? to say I love the Flintstones like it's my, my second born child but I like the Flintstones, whereas if I had a choice, absolutely flip over to the Flintstones. Okay, so um, if you had to do Wilma or Betty, who would you go with? This is now the Red Dwarf conversation. Is it? Yes, this is the joke. Oh, okay. Who would you go with? Well, I, I believe Kat's reply was, 
I'd be with Betty, but I'd be thinking of Wilma or the other way around. I can't remember. So Wilma's the redhead. So I'm thinking you're definitely a Betty guy. Uh, probably more a Betty guy. Yeah, I would do. Here's the problem. Wilma is my mom's fucking name, so I might have, <laughs> I might have to do Betty. <laughs> I might have to do fucking one of Fred's dinosaurs. I don't fucking. Really? Know. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a good call. Okay, Very nice one. Call. All right, what's your number nine? Okay, number nine, we're going obscure as fuck, people. Okay, mm-hmm. this is not going to be some shit that most of you will know, especially you in the Americas. Although, what do I know? Maybe you do. Okay, it's called Lucky Luke. <laughs> I don't know this shit. You don't know this shit? No. All right, check this out, right? So, this is this happened in from 1983 to 1984. Only ran for one or two seasons or whatever, right? And it was a franchise that came from this Belgian cartoonist named Morris, and he... Literally, if you look at the artwork, his actual artwork was done by uh, Underzo. Sorry, Gossini. Gossini, who did like the Asterix. Cartoons. Asterix, yeah. Yeah, and you can tell if you look at it, it looks like Asterix, like the way the noses are and stuff. Okay. It is about a cowboy named Lucky Luke who acts as a writer of wrongs or a bodyguard of some sort. And he has a cigarette, Paul. Even back then, there was a bit of controversy about it. He's like, the, the creator's like, no, no, that's part of his character, just like fucking Popeye's pipe or whatever. So. <laughs> okay. And the actual cartoon itself was like the theme song is in French, Paul. So, oh, if it was French, that makes sense. Yeah, but then the rest of it was dubbed to English. So who knows, right? Um, but it still worked, and I loved it. And his whole thing was that he wouldn't kill people; he would just shoot the guns out of their hands, which is what I would do if I was good enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yes, the bad guys what were a like a bunch of shit. I know. First person that cut you off on the road. You'd be flinging bullets at them, not coins. You're right. I would fuck. Mother- <laughs> I would fuck. I would fuck motherfuckers up. His horse talked. It was supposed to be the horse, the smartest horse on the planet, okay. which I guess it would be if it talked. Yep. And um, Mr. Ed, Mr. Mark II. He was actually. The, here's the thing. It was funny because the horse would address the camera. Lucky Luke wouldn't necessarily do no it. No memory of this show. Yeah, if whatsoever. you looked it up, you would see it. I used to draw him a lot, so it was a thing that I really liked. Um, no, if I drew battle. Oh, sorry. Oh, the, yeah, battle of the planets. Then. I just figured out you how to draw artist, him, so it was like, yeah, I know. And I used to draw it on uh, on, on school like desks in pencil, so someone could draw it off later. But yes, uh, Lucky Luke. If anyone's ever heard of it, it's worth looking up. It's actually kind of great. Like it's, and they're these one of those like twenty minute episodes kind of things. It's like that little thing. Okay. So yeah, Lucky Luke. I mean, most cartoons are twenty two minutes with adverts for the half an this hour. This one might even be even quicker. It's, it's sort of of the yeah, not all most. Roger Ramjetty kind of yeah, like Roger Ramjetty. yeah, like mm. for reason. Fill all that around to range up till now. Yeah. One number nine, Wayne, moving on there, Please. is from 85 to 89. This show was being made and it starred characters by the name of Lino, Panthro, oh Chitra, and Snarf. It's the Thunder, 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 thunder Cats. Okay. Oh. You liked a little Thundercats action. It was on early in the morning. Again, I don't remember watching it, if I'm technically honest, on a Saturday morning, but I watched it before school. When we oh, were yeah, in yeah. lower high school, you're eight, you're nine, you get yep. up, you'd be you know, doing your thing, having your breakfast, eating, you know, getting changed, whatever, yep, yep. with Thundercats on. That's where I got my cat on. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. I remember about Thundercats, right? So the opening sequence is very good. You you mentioned the theme song. Mm-hmm. Someone has actually, if you look on YouTube, someone has done a proper like CGI version of that exact opening theme song. It looks really great. Cool. Lionel had this sword that he, when he pulled it out of his belt, it was like a dagger. Then he would swing it, and then the blade would get longer, and then longer, well, and this, then longer. This is the show and which then there'd be a show where the big bad guy was this mummified corpse thing, which then would flex his powers and become this huge, big warrior, Mumra. The, 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 the greeny looking dude with the, like a bald head. Like bluey, the, bluey, bluey, bluey green. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah. No, um, this was popular with my sister. I personally never got into it, but I know it's a very Fair popular enough. Enough. Uh, lore. Again, I've this seen long in the. Countdown, I can't defend it too much. In Other than to say that it was my staple morning routine watching it. So On the Big Bang Theory, Leonard dressed as Lionel one time. <laughs> so it's, it's definitely in the zeitgeist, my friend. So yeah. Well, it was fucking 10 years ago. Yeah. But okay, cool. Back to you. Alrighty. My number eight is, this is old school, but maybe you'll understand it. It's Super Friends. Yeah, of course. Right? So Super Friends. wasn't for me, but I totally get why it was for you. Well, here's what happened. Super Friends started with just four motherfuckers. It was Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman, who would talk with fishes. Thank and God. Was in fact- Thank God Aquaman was there. Well, exactly, right? Like, but, na- but Aquaman was blonde. He wasn't Jason Momoa. He was blonde no, with, the, with the orange t-shirt. And when he talked to animals... It's always my favorite. You hear this... It was like this sort of shit coming out of his, his, out of his head. And, was like, and then the, the whale would like do whatever he wanted to do or whatever, right? Now, it over the years went through like different carnations and they added motherfuckers. Like Wonder Twins Power, activate. There's these two motherfucking Asians that would have did, like did a... Did it say, sound slightly better than... 
No, they never lost. No, 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 no. They never lost that shit. Right. So <laughs> uh, then they added like people like there was a a little bit problematic, but there was a there was a, a Native American superhero that I can't remember his name. There was like um, I didn't know that. Yeah, there was all this sort of shit that came through. And then what was funny with me was like the j- just like your um the one we just played in the eighties, it was very popular to have some narrator over the opening credits going. But yeah, yeah, and he was. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and then he would just do that announcing it. Very good. And at the end, he'd say, "They fight for truth, justice, and the American way." And that's how he died. (laughs) (laughs) But what was cool was they had this Hall of Justice, right? Which was supposed to actually turn up in the in the Zack Snyder Batman. Is the Hall of Justice comic book thing? No, well, Justice League is the comic book. Right, they don't call it the Hall of Justice. No, that was in the thing, but... Could in, they have called it the Boardroom of Justice? I would have called it the... Yeah, board- You would have called it the Inner Sanctum Harem that's, of Justice. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just how I would have operated. <laughs> no, uh, but in the Snyderverse, like, if it was it's allowed to continue... appropriate now for me. <laughs> well, Bruce Wayne, in, in the Snyder movies, his, the, the Wayne Manor is fucked up, so he actually goes, look at this place, and there's a scene with him and Alfred going, maybe we put a few tables around here, seven seats around there. They're actually building the Hall of Justice, which was there back in the day, and it's a very distinctive looking building. But, more importantly, the idea of superheroes that were friends that hung out, I remember they used to hang out and eat eggs. For some reason, there was all these scenes where they would hang out and they were eating. But eggs? They just had an egg, like a fried egg in the plate. It's I'm like, like the, the I guess that's a thing. The Guild of America got involved in I, that, making that show. Well, I don't know. Who knows where the payoff was with Big Egg, Paul? But yeah, I wasn't into I wasn't into <laughs> Super Friends. I didn't know of its existence. I think this is a precursor to a much higher uh, choice on your list. And I totally understand why oh, okay, it would okay. be. Yeah. Let's see how it goes. Word, uh, that was my number eight, Super uh, Friends. My number eight is a show which I spent, well, no, I did not spend any money on. My parents did for myself and my brother. Sure, really? I think this might be the greatest example of marketing and spending shit tons of money. I, I have another one on my list where I, we spent a fair bit of money, but Voltron, Defender oh, of mate. the Universe. Voltron. Now, hang on, How before good, you go on. Oh, okay. Which Voltron? Oh, the Lions. The Lions, because there was Lions and there was vehicles. Yeah, there was only two seasons of this show. Really? Which, in my memory, oh no, went forever. Very odd. Yeah. And this is speaking to a concept of time, which is I can really bore people with if, in in a, in a thirty seconds. Here we go. I'm going to fucking bore you. Let, let What's this up. When you are six or eight years old, mm. six weeks, i.e. the end of year school holidays, is a fucking eternity. Because it's the larger proportion of yes, your life. Yes, because it represents six weeks. If we say when you're six years old, you've only been alive for about 310 weeks mm. or 312 weeks, whatever it is. Six weeks is a large proportion of your concept of time if we even allow for you know, pre-cog- uh, pre-memory time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're 48... Six weeks represents drop fuck in the ocean. all time a drop in said ocean. And I really subscribe to this theory. It makes perfect sense, which is why most people report the older you get, the faster time seems to move. Completely. Completely makes sense. It's like 40 Towers. There's like eight episodes of those, but I thought there was heaps. Yeah. So that's why when I think of Voltron, I feel like this, most of these shows felt like they went on forever. Absolutely. In a good way. Not no, like, oh my God, can we just get to this? No. Mm. Voltron, like the line things. And then we were so into it. It's like, can we have these lions you know when we were coming from a you know pretty middle class family i don't want to say we were low but that would have been a significant investment these fucking toys which did you get the, the toys that actually like and the they toy make yeah. the big Voltron? we made voltron do you know how expensive house? that toy yes. was it was five different lions right and it was a black one a red yep. one a green one a pink one because there's always a hoe and then there was like a <laughs> yellow one i believe i could be wrong and there then was definitely a yellow one yeah. i don't remember the pink one it's amazing i'm sure there was definitely green. a token one i think it was green blue red yellow and black well here's the thing because they actually were it was a huge toy because when you put Voltron together it stood like it at snapped least it snapped together because the, the tail the tail would be the, the connecting yeah. point and it was cool because there was a person inside the each lion yes. which would jump around and the black lion was the big one because yes. they made the chest, chest and the head fucking awesome yeah that was cool that was one of the coolest toys I ever had in my entire life oh yeah there's a countdown is it? you're right that's the next countdown let me tell you something it's funny when you see these shows how much like things like the Power Rangers because there was a pink Power Ranger and it was definitely a woman in only one woman and there was probably a token fat Representat- dude. <laughs> representation <laughs> I'd say there'd be a token well, fat dude Power Rangers went a bit further had an Asian dude because it was martial arty yeah but only one 
<laughs> an African American. Oh, you're right. You're right. I, was there an, was there an African American? Vo- no, there wasn't because no, no, it was a Ultron. Japanese production, no, no. and they're all sort of pseudo white, yeah, kind of pseudo somewhat Asian, pseudo yellow white people. Yeah, yeah. So uh, no, that's a good one, man. Did you have a favorite uh, Voltron lion? No, no, I can't even remember the names of who the characters were. I just thought I just loved the way these things would come together, and they wield the big sword and defeat whatever. The came big sword on. was the shit. Yeah. yeah. No, the idea that there was. Not the last time we're going to hear about something big destroying everything whenever there's a threat. Mm-hmm. Let me just tell you right now. Oh, no. I know what it is. <laughs> to be fair. The also, the song we're going out with, just to prepare you. Star- yeah, okay. Fine. Yep. <laughs> okay, yeah, absolutely. Cool. By the way, the, the, the vehicle Voltron, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. It's just that nothing's as cool as mechanical lions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 100% agree. And it was only two years long. And yeah. Lions, they referenced the other one in, in, that, in the, in the No, I think the lions was first. I think then the vehicles was second. I right, think. right, yeah. The vehicles one reference the lion, yeah. so fair enough. Um, okay, nice. So we got Voltron Defender of the Universe, my number eight. Nice one, brother. My number seven is a little bit problematic, and I'm a little kind of reticent of actually mentioning it, but we uh, long ago have adopted that. It doesn't matter. So, well, it does matter, but we're talking about the talent here. We're talking about the work. It's Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was very important to me for some reason. I don't know how old you kids are, but it went from... Hey, 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 hey. Right? It went from 1972 to 1985, which means my ass was a good five years into primary school by the time it came out. And also a zygote slash not even when it started. No, exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah, you're right. Shit. It was before my time. So anyway, Fat Albert. Okay. Now, yes, Bill Cosby was the producer and he was actually in the show. And the actual characters on the show were Fat Albert himself, Dumb Donald, a bunch of other people. Dumb Donald. Dumb Donald had the... Had There's the, a character that wouldn't fly today. I know. He had the fucking... Probably not even Fat Albert, to be honest. Fat Albert wouldn't... Oh, Fat Albert. No, he'd be like, you know... <laughs> I don't know. You can't plus, fat Shane Albert. size Albert, yeah. But Dumb Donald had the fucking... Yeah, the, over his eyes. The, yeah, the, the purple hat over his eyes. And then um, there was Rudy. Yeah, anyway. Point is that it would cut in the middle of talking about, like, of this thing. And, and Bill Cosby would be doling out wisdom. <laughs> you know? He'd be, like, sitting there going and say... Cocaine's a hell of a drug. I know. It's Bill Cosby coming at you with lots of music and fun. If you're not careful, you may learn something before it's done. That's it. And it's like... got to ask (laughs) for permission. Where's the hippin' and the hoppin' and the (laughs) pippin' and the pop? This is the thing, though, right? If you watched it now, he'd be like, so, I guess Dumb Donald really isn't so dumb. And I'm like, quit raping women, you fucking asshole! (laughs) We shouldn't laugh about that. We shouldn't. No, we shouldn't. But here's the thing, though, right? Now... But not that edgy. The show itself was actually about lessons, which typically I don't like. However, it really did speak to me at the time, even though at the time I probably had never seen a black person. <laughs> it didn't matter to me. It was just that, okay, cool. We, 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 these kids are I identified the with. The behind this show is really great. It actually was. And you know what? This actual show actually. And it's ahead of its time. If that started in 1972, bro. As this progressive kind of like, hey, this is not just about, you know, white America, there are other cultures. Exactly. Yeah. And if you look, I'm just reading this thing here. The, the actual. The issues that it dealt with ranged from vandalism, stealing, racism, rape, Paul, smoking, drugs, child abuse, kidnapping, Kid gun violence. Kids shows were fucking a different Dude, thing. Dude, back then you, you could do different strokes. You they had a whole kidnapping and pedophile like double <laughs> episode. <laughs> Did they? Yes. They, I know. The, the, the kids I remember were the being kidnapping. kidnapped to be like sold off as like, or heavily implied that they would be turned into like, it's so disturbingly wrong. It's, I, not to say... You know what? It's Different not that it's, it's, it's wrong. Show. We were in a time where... Actually, I just got through saying the Flintstones you can put it on at any time of day. Different strokes on at 3.30 as well. Dude, forget about it. Looney Tunes, which I'm sure is not on your list. Actually. Okay, let's just talk about it later on then. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, back then, it's just, look, I'm sorry. I'm an older man. I'm of that time. I believe we are too fucking prancing around the fucking yeah, yeah. tiptoeing shit now. Back then, at least call it out. But anyway, that's it. Anyway, I love this song. Sorry, this show. <laughs> And the song that went that with it. the first time that Wayne substituted his song in song for show yeah, or t- or film. Oh, so, what are you? Go. So, um, but yeah, it was. Look, let's forget the Bill Cosby stuff. This was a great show. So, there you are. Fair enough. Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids, my number seven. I'm not getting away from Japanese anime that's adapted to American audiences. Because it was very prolific. Because I'm going to go with now Astro Boy as my number seven. Fuck, you liked Astro Boy? I've watched a lot of Astro Boy. He shot on, lasers out of his asshole. Did shoot lasers out of his asshole. He had fucking machine guns for fingers. No, that was cool. And, and he used to take off the cap of the fucking yep. finger and then fire it at a motherfucker. And I'm talking the 80s version. I didn't see the original 60s version, which was in black and white. Oh, I never saw I didn't know that was there. I'm talking the reboot slash redone bit, which I think they just co-opted a whole bunch of shit and coloured it from the 60s back into the 80s. But yeah, I watched that 
show a lot. Bro, how growing up. how well did they manage that brand post the show where you saw it on every Asian girl's t-shirt for a long time? Well, we had it 2009 film, I think it was 2009. A film, an animated film. Still, 35 years really? after I was watching this show, there was a, an did animated film of it. Nah, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it either. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even know it was there. Um, I was about to say, I've grown up, but yeah, I'll be watching a Scooby-Doo film, no worries. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the... Yeah, look, Astro White, now that I think about it, was because he was shooting motherfuckers. He flew all over the place. He shot lasers out of his asshole. Yeah, so the 80s iteration, from what I understand, was way more action-focused, but still about the whole... What the, the creators of the original Astro, Astro Boy were really all about was this concept of what's being human. So a little bit of Battlestar Galactica before Battlestar Galactica even got thought of. Yeah. Like, oh, really? Was so that kind this, of thing? This kid was created, he's a robot, but he's got humanistic traits. Yes. And what's real, what matters and what doesn't, a little bit where we are now in AI. Where does life begin and end? Oh, which, the, the machines will rise up, let's face it. Um, which Battlestar Galactica you know, tackled really, really well. So, mm. yeah, Astro Boy, I think, was ahead of its time in the 60s, let alone the 80s when I watched it. But it was a good, fun show, and I would thoroughly have recommended it to kids my age at that point in time. Yeah, yeah. I like to meet some... Some boys, some Astro Boy. Uh, nice one. Thanks. My number six. Look, I don't know if I'm choosing this just because I love the theme song as well, but. Um, <laughs> Please don't say it's Mask. It's not. It's DuckTales. <laughs> 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 now, DuckTales, I'll tell you exactly what woo! I. The, woo, exactly. Now, the Disney television show, it's about all of my favorite characters being, you know, mostly Scrooge McDuck, I'll be honest with you. Okay. All right. <laughs> and. It had uh, you know Huey, Dewey, and Louie and all these other side characters and so on. So I loved all that. I did actually read the comics, actually comics of Disney shit when I was a kid. And shenanigans and so on. More, this is a little bit. I, I, as you know, Paul, I was once upon a time a stoner. Yep. And uh, when you see bright, well-defined, drawn comics and cartoons, it is actually much more pleasant to watch. Whence high. But, um, and this was one of those shows that it did that. Uh, but I also liked the fact that this didn't occur to me until I saw this show. Scrooge McDuck has a Scottish accent because McDuck sounds like a Scottish-ass name. In my head, when I read the cartoons, it was just my voice. <laughs> yeah, okay. Scrooge McDuck was, oh my God, he's actually Scottish. That makes total sense. And then the diving through the money and stuff like that. I don't know. It was kind of cool. And uh, I think, yeah, it has a quite a lasting legacy. It I does, have- especially, especially the theme song. I like that theme song a lot. I never watched this show. You never watched it? No. Oh, I loved it. It has had a, um, a, re- a revamp. A renaissance. Well, not that show. They actually did redo the theme song for a new DuckTales about... Woo-hoo. Yeah, but it wasn't as good because it never would be, Paul. Uh, but yeah, DuckTales. Big fan. Big, woohoo. There you go. All right. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't think of saying woohoo after everyone. I think but. you worked out what's going to happen for the rest of this episode. <laughs> My number six is here's where I had this show. We're just gonna play it again. <laughs> there we go. That's it. So that's my number six. Nice one. one. Nice one. Uh, my number five. Given our review this week, may seem a little uh, obvious, but I actually I was a ninja, Paul, when I was about. <laughs> of course you were. I was a ninja. So uh, like literally instructed <laughs> it and shit like that. It was hilarious. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles really did speak to me. Nice. Um, now it's a 1987 show, Paul. That was actually, you know, it went on for quite a while. And it's still around today if you've seen, there's, a, you know, another a version movie, of it. Yeah, a different version. But how long did that particular animated series go for? Uh, that went for... Don't ask me hard questions, Paul. I God don't know, it. motherfucker, but a couple years at least. And then it went through a whole bunch of other shit. And why it was cool, though, was the idea of naming these four turtle mutants that could all do ninja shit. Because when I remember hearing about it, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sounds like something someone said when they were high, Paul. Because who the fuck thinks of that? And then Splinter's the rat, and, that's the, and then they called Michelangelo and Donatello, the Renaissance painters' names. Something about it worked, though. Like, it absolutely endured over, like, decades. And the reason I liked this show was, yes, I had a little crush on April O'Neil, but um, that you was beside the case. point. The idea that they each had, like, different weapons, right? You're an asshole. <laughs> I better actually, hurry up. There's no time to waste. Uh, yeah, Paul likes Turtle Power, the, the the song, everyone, which I'm surprised he hasn't played yet. Doesn't. Um, I have all of the weapons that they have right here next to me, Paul. I got Sword, <laughs> I got Sai, I got Chucks, I got fucking Bow Staff. Well, Bow Staff is a broom handle that I hit someone with. Wayne used to walk around in high school saying this particular phrase, Wayne knows Bow. <laughs> <laughs> you remember 
that. That was from a Bo Jackson Nike campaign years oh, ago. Not about Bo stuff. Okay. No, Wayne knows Bo was like a thing. But anyway, it's right. Yeah. <laughs> Some of you who are old enough may recognize that, but I don't count on it. So uh, TMNT, I think, was a fave of mine. Also, they the first part of that thing, the way they animated those things, like someone would jump in the air and see a quick cut of him drawing his sword, and then you'd see, like, it was really high quality for its okay. time. Nice. So there you are. TMNT, my number five. Yeah, never got to see TMNT, but totally understand why it's on your list. Well played, sir. My number five is, uh, I think, quintessential animation genius. Go on. Which you <laughs> called out earlier on, suggesting Looney Tunes, man. Yeah, no, it's, a good call. it's on my honorable mention. 1930, 1969. See, before we were born. 40 fucking years of basically different hijinks of six, seven minutes long. These anime things, everything from Bugs Bunny to Daffy Duck to Porky Pig to Roadrunner, all of these characters got their start through this particular series. And some of them, just fucking genius. Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew was fucking, if you watch him now, you're like, what kind of fucking rapist is this guy? <laughs> but back then, yeah. it was all good fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, not, not okay. Totally not okay these days. I mean, it's not okay also to blow up some bird that, that, that uh, upsets you. So. Bro, you want to talk about how times were different back yes. then? I remember one of the Looney Tunes comics where. There was a dog who was like, oh, maybe it was wasn't Foghorn Leghorn. Anyway, they were just. It was about death, Paul. It was about the the chicken going to be killed by the farmer the next day. And at night, he would have he'd be smoking cigars, you know, with like dreary. There would be a suit like he put a gun to his head, yeah. all kinds of shit that right. you would just never well, see. Yeah, now. characters die all the time. This, and then you see their their cloudy forms floating up to heaven. That's and right. then next thing they're back because right. that's a cartoon. It's Looney like, Tunes. Who cares? Roadrunner. Remember that shit? And I think they parodied that very well in. In Who Framed Roger Rabbit, so you know, yeah. Tex Avery, Fritch Freeling, Chuck Jones, Robert McKinson, and of course the legendary voice actor Mel Blanc. Mel Blanc, baby, doing the vast majority of the heavy lifting here. These characters, so some of those things are so funny. You can everyone's got no, their own they're hilarious. Favorite. But the you know, Wabbit season, Duck season, Wabbit fire. season, fire. Yeah. I mean, how good is that shit? So good. And Elmer Fudd thing that was like that was a. Re- I mean, there'll never be a thing like this again. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, and, and, yeah, uh, probably yes. with time. Oh, well, but that's the thing. It was a product through 40 years. Wayne. Let me ask you this, Paul. So, you have a seven year old daughter. 10 year old daughter. A 10 year old daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good with numbers, people. <laughs> Has it been 10 years? Has been 10 years. Fucking hell. Jeez. All right. Let's say when she was even younger, five. All right. right? Would you show her one of these, Paul? Mm. See, because times have changed like a motherfucker. Nah, a problem, Even honestly. though we grew up on this shit and we turned up, well, let's face it, eh, we didn't turn up that good. Yeah. So <laughs> depends on the feng shui. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stupid in joke, everyone. Yeah. Uh, okay, that, uh, nice one, nice one. Uh, oh, what do you got for your number? Shit, four? This one's a bit of a, four, uh, five, five. a curve. This curve. My number four. My number four. My number four is a very specific TV show called Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Okay. Now, it's. To my mind, the most true version of Spider-Man that's ever been depicted, including in all the movies that you've wow. seen. Because Big call. it was an odd one. 1981, this one. Spider-Man and his amazing friends had Spider-Man, of course. And he had two friends with him. Were they amazing? Well, yes, they were. Because one of the... <laughs> this is the thing. They were fire and ice, Paul. One was Firestar, which is the chick, right? Okay. And she actually... Because she's hot. Of course she's hot, yep. right? And she could actually fly and had... She's like... Human Torch. She's like Human Torch, uh-huh. right? And the other one was Iceman, which He's cool was cool as fuck. Very much. He looks like Silver Surfer, and he was literally cool as fuck. Now here's the thing: all three of them lived together, and they went to college, but they didn't fuck. And that's just weird. No, they didn't show them fucking. Yeah, weird. well, yeah, that's how it is. But there was a lot of sexual innuendo Lots shit of that went on. going on. Well, here's what they used to do. Because again, eighties, everyone. Okay, I remember there was one scene where, for some reason, one of their adventures took them to some very icy, icy, like fucking, like Antarctica or some shit. Iceman's fine because he's made of ice. Firestar, she's fine because she's made of like fire, right? <laughs> but Spider-Man is sitting there like fucking. He's made of flesh. <laughs> yeah, no, he's just sitting there freezing, like, literally chattering, right, and then shaking. And then the next scene is like he basically comes up behind her, puts his arms around her waist, and like kind of says, "You don't mind if I uh, cozy up now, do you, hot stuff?" And then Iceman goes, "Huh? He finally found an excuse." I'm like, "These motherfuckers, fuck!" Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it was just a crazy other thing. And I, but if you look, if you early look, Wayne's like gold. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was in a skin tight yellow outfit, so you see how that goes. Yeah, sure. Uh, and uh, yeah, but like I said, if you ever watch this, watch who how Spider Man is in this show, 
and he's quippier than than you've ever seen. Wow. And it's yeah, it's kind of the best. It's kind of the best version. Nice. All right. Very, very nice. My number four is a show which changed the landscape for animated television, I think, ever. And it comes well, it, it came to American television. In 1979, and finished up in 1984, it had three seasons, and it was based on first popular anime that had an overarching plot and storyline, which means you had to watch them in order to follow it all along. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And it was Paul based on, sorry. Paul your real ass shit. Yep. Space Battleship Yamato 1, uh, 2, yeah. and 3. I'm talking about our Star oh, Blazers. And we are... Going out on that song 100%. Okay, tell us about Star Blazers, Paul, because i got a few things to say. Star Blazers is basically, it follows, they resurrect this Japanese World War II warship and turn it into this spaceship. Literally, it is an aircraft carrier like a ship, but it's in space. And they fly it up there to defeat this invading... Some motherfuckers. Gammons or Gammarons or whatever yeah. they're called. And they have this big... The whole ship's built around this huge... Laser energy weapon thing, cannon gun thing. Which basically every episode of this show ends with them going, "Oh my god, we're dead! What if we just fire the weapon? Oh, we shouldn't do that. What if it destroys us? Fire the weapon. We no, win!" No, 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 it was called fire the big gun. Fire the big. Everyone, fire the gun. big gun. Okay, they would like they would have a battle. It would go on for a while, then it's like, uh oh, we're in trouble. Up. Fire the big gun. Fire the gun. And no one's like, Captain. Why don't you fire it at the beginning yeah. and save hundreds of thousands of dollars in motherfucking millions probably in damages Not and destroyed crew. the lives of people on exactly. the space battleship Yamato that died in the ensuing battle. So, yeah. And then the second season, they, they defeat, they win, they save the Earth and they have to defeat another invading race. And the third season is about having to stop the sun supernovaing and destroying everything. But most people remember the first two seasons. That's when you iconically think of Fire the Big Gun and the grey, the, the white haired sort of admiral, the, the admiral dude. Yeah, he was the, yep. yeah. And then a, a younger character takes over in season two. Oh, really? progresses forward from oh there. Oh, my God, that yeah. happened? Yeah. To the admiral? Oh, shit. Did he buy the farm? Can't tell you for sure. Not, can't remember. Okay, cool. <laughs> they wrote him out. Let's put it that way. Let me tell you one thing about this show. I was researching this when looking at this list as well, and I listened to the theme song again. It's the worst fucking theme song you've ever Fuck heard. Fuck you. It is literally the worst fucking one. And you hear it when Paul plays Fighting it. It's the like Gamelons, a, like a bom, bom, that's what they're called. Bom, 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 bom. It's like a fucking, we won't stop like until we've won. When we return, the earth will clock. survive. Yeah, we'll anal. keep peace alive with our star. This is it. Blazers. It sounds just like that. Paul's <laughs> shitty ass singing is kind of making it better than it is. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> I'm no telling one believes you. that way. All right, you're going to hear it and you're going to go, yeah, that motherfucker Wayne, that bald motherfucker was right. I'm not going to because we do, baby. going out on this episode. My number four, Star Blazers, 79 to 84 in the States. If I didn't say that already. Why don't you watch number three? My number three was huge with me back in the day. It was He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, Paul. In fact, I think we used to say He-Gland because we're funny. <laughs> you used to say He-Gland. How dare you? Oh, my God. How did I forget that shit? That was on my list. He-Man? Oh, man. Flintstones is off. He-Man's in. <laughs> Just in case you're listening at home. He-Man, you were a fan too? Yeah, I liked He-Man. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, absolutely, you... way more than Flintstones, Thundercats, Voltron, Astro Boy. Well, right around Battle Planets is where I'd be like, maybe it should be in there. Okay, cool. Well, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, 1983 animated series, everyone. And it was a flag bearer of everything that was the 80s. Because, okay, so He-Man was a beefcake motherfucker who wore very little. But when he wasn't He-Man, he was Prince Adam, who was purported to be a pussy with a higher pitched voice. Which makes no sense, because he's still built like a built brick still massive, so I don't understand what the deal was, right? He is the son of the king and queen of Eternia. It's all set in some other ass con- yeah. planet. And he, of course, has a magical the sword. Of Castle Grayskull. Absolutely. And he'd bust the sword in the air and say, by the power of Grayskull. And then fucking I have your mother's snatch. And then it was like, he would turn into He-Man. Was it Cringer? Became Cringer. Battlecat? He had a green ass tiger, which was always a bitch that talked yeah, like... Hilarious. And a tiger by itself is a, uh, is a bitch. But uh, then it grew several sizes larger and had a mountain and a helmet and Helmet. Shit. It had actual armor on it. And then it started talking like this, right? He would point the sword at it and that's what would turn it up there. Now, he had this other chick named Tila, who was like the royal guard, head of the royal guard or something. Man at daughter. Man at daughter. That's right. So he was like, the, and, and they never boned, even though I thought they should. Right? <laughs> because like, He-Man's He-Man and she's Tila. There's only other, the only other chick is like Evelyn who's a baddie. He can't bone her. Or he can, but it's real naughty. And then the bad guy <laughs> was Skeletor, son. Now, Skeletor didn't even have flesh. That motherfucker was a, was a, even though his head was like if a you're fucking... you're prepared to dress as Evelyn or Tila, go away. 
<laughs> well, actually, Tila looked a lot like Leah in Return of the Jedi. That 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 yes, that, that, that kind was of, definitely that it. was still. I mean, I'm, I mean, well, that would have been before Leia was was sculpted. So Leia question. copied from Tila. I think you're right. I think you're right. But um, the uh, and yeah, so the bad guy was Skeletor, and he only used a skeleton head. But then he also had purple, big, muscly arms. All of the figurines had this thing where if you pull, like, if you twisted the figurine and let it go, it would have a punch. This is what I alluded to earlier. So yeah. Voltron, very expensive figures. We had all the He-Man shit. Did you have all the He-Man? Did you have I Castle say all of it, A lot of it. We had I had a lot of them too. Did you have Castle Grayskull? Castle Grayskull. That I was the big... I can't remember what Skeletor's bad base was called, but uh, geez, we spent a lot of time. Did you have that as well? Yeah. Holy shit. Your parents liked you, man. That was the big ticket item back back then. Like it was holy... Like if you could actually have... Yeah, there was like trap doors and shit. There was like, trap what? doors. It was totally out of scale because you could only fit three of the cars yeah, in there. Exactly. But like, whatever, you know, and... And actually, I had a He-Man, which was... Because they had variants. And there was one where they had... Um, if you opened up the back of He-Man, you could put eight ring caps. You know those oh, eight wow, shot I caps? Wow, I know that one. Yeah, and it was called Power Punch He-Man. I remember this. You put it back in. So when you pulled it and you let it go, and he fires, it goes bang in the back. I was like, shit, this is so good. I want to crap my pants. And every time you bought one of the char- one of the figurines, it came with a little comic, a little square comic huh. that would actually show them like doing... I was like, this is the shit. Very, very big. I remember playing with them a lot in the uh, the dirt, like, you know, in, in the backyard. Might come again. Top 10 to- childhood toys or something along those oh, lines. Oh, no, it's a big thing. And, um, yeah, absolutely was. I think, I remember having, I think this is my version of body dysmorphia. When I was a kid, <laughs> I thought, because even the, even the little figurines. Dysphoria. Yeah, they had all these fucking big ass muscles, particularly delts. Like big shoulders, and I'm like, well, I guess that's the kind of shoulders I'm supposed to have when I become a man. <laughs> I don't have those shoulders, ladies and gentlemen. Who um, does? Yeah, but this is yeah. I I loved He Man, and then when the Kevin Smith one came out, they did something very weird with that, where they basically had He Man not in the show for a big chunk of it, mm. and I'm like, well, that was an odd choice. Brave, brave choice. They did, however, make Orko a real badass, which was a good move. So you know, that's yeah. Kind of he bad. was the stupidest part of that show. That's fair. And that's why they made him cool in this new one. Like, he fucking, he pulls some magic shit, like, from fucking, like, Seven from motherfucking Stranger Things shit, right? So, it was kind of cool. Anyway, uh, I did love me some He-Man, or Man, as I called it. He-Man. And the Masters of masters the Universe. Masters of the Universe. Um, did you like she Because that was his cousin or some shit. Yeah, I tried to get like, Kelly to watch that a few years ago. She Shira was not, isn't really the new version, not interested at all. Yeah, it ain't that. All right, number three is a parody of James Bond. That was sometimes just five minutes long on the ABC network in between shows when, because they didn't have adverts on the ABC. So when 22 minute shows were on, they had to find ways to pad out the half an hour. Mm. And they did it with Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse. I was wondering if you were going to put Danger Mouse on. Crumbs DM. Crumbs DM. Shush, Penfold. (laughs) Now, talk to us about Danger Mouse. It's just exactly what it sounds like. He's fighting Barris von Greenback or whatever the hell his name was. was. Silas von Greenback. And it's, it's, very much playing the same field as Inspector Gadget. Very much so. In fact, almost hidden interchangeable with the Dr. Claw bad guy. Yeah, almost. exactly. Villain there stroking the little animal and whatever mm-hmm, else. Mm-hmm. But it's very tongue-in-cheek, very British sense of humour. Very dry, I recall. Yes. Um, yeah, no, that was cool. Loved it a lot. And so much so that back in year three, everyone was told to draw, what, you know, basically draw or write a story about their car, favourite car. I wrote a fucking story about Danger Mouse. I can only imagine Hawaii, what your story would be like. Whereas everyone else is drawing a picture of whatever stupid character, like probably He-Man and, and the mm. Deltoids and whatever else. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. I'm telling this story about, and I remember my teacher saying, Paul, you're the only person that wrote a story here. Well done, gold star. I'm like, yeah, Danger fucking Mouse, man. I don't, you, I don't suppose you remember the plot points of that story. Uh, was, I this remember the name of it. Danger Mouse, colon, Head for Hawaii. <laughs> you wrote out colon two, didn't you? Head for Hawaii. Yeah. So Danger Mouse was in Hawaii. Danger Mouse moved from Britain to Hawaii. Oh. Which is the most exotic place eight-year-old me could possibly imagine. It's the most exotic place I can imagine now, Paul. Um, oh, wow. Was, was Penfold in it? Penfold, of course. Penfold was in it. Yeah, because at some point, DM had to say to Penfold, shush, Penfold. Shush, Penfold. Very good. Uh, now, you know what was cool about Danger Mouse's outfit? Now, not only did he have an eye patch on, which is unnecessary but badass at the time. Yeah. Uh, he was a white mouse, so his outfit was largely white. I don't know if he actually had white clothes on, or I he just had, had a, like a black. He had a belt. belt. He had a utility which belt was covering his private parts. his situation. Yes. yes. So the belt was a cool thing, and I do believe he had boots. You can correct me on that, and gloves. Don't remember. But it was a cool, cool shit. And because he, again, this is where I th- if I ever if I was ever reborn as a British person, I would want to have that Oxford accent. Sure, for because sure. Because that's the cool one. <laughs> 
Alrighty. This is fair. And Danger Mouse ran from 1991 to 1992. But like a lot of these animated series. 92. They put a series out every year and sometimes it's four or five episodes or whatever else. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. All up to 92. Shit. That's cool. All right. Nice one. My number two, ladies and gentlemen, is the Transformers. Of course it is. Because it's fucking cool. Now, this shit started in 1984. That was the original series in the franchise. And I mean, I'm sure everyone knows who the Transformers are, but just suffice it to say, Optimus Prime was the tits, okay? <laughs> we all liked Optimus Prime, okay? And it was really cool because when he was like transforming with ah, oh, ah, oh, ah, oh, right? Yep. With that shit, right? Perfect. He only had legs and shit, but when he transformed, his big ass, because he transformed into a big Mack truck, the big fucking, the, 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 the trailer of the Mack truck just turned up out of nowhere and, and connected <laughs> to him. And he's like, roll out! And everyone pissed off, right? Megatron, he turned, he was the bad guy, he turned into a P-38 pistol for some reason, right? What? Yeah. He turned into like one of those slide pistols, like a like a like like an old World War II pistol. It's weird. But he was chrome. And what he would do is he would jump in the air, turn into that pistol, somehow resize so that one of the other Decepticons could fire him. Now, talking about toys here, okay? The Transformers were a toy that could in fact transform. However, it would take you about fucking a week to transform it. <laughs> Not like in the show, it's like, rah, 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 boom, and there this. I remember someone bought me uh, one of the Transformer toys and I shat my pants. But obviously no one gave a fuck what they bought for me because they bought me a character called Ramjet. And I'm like, who the fuck is Ramjet? <laughs> yeah, not Roger Ramjet. Ramjet, right? He, was, he changed into a jet. And I'm like, if you're going to get me a jet, get me Starscream, motherfucker. What's wrong with you? Anyway, yeah, and then he turned up once in the cartoon and I fucking came in my pants. So it was like, cool. But... <laughs> Um, and this, of course, gives birth to the Transformers, the movie, which is the most badass cartoon I probably ever saw because motherfuckers got killed. There was fucking blood slash shit coming out of their mouths. I was like, what is this shit? Had Orson Welles in it. Motherfucker, please. But the in Transformers. His final role, I think. Uh, yeah. Which is not terrible, I gotta tell you. Um, the Transformers is, yeah, it was huge for us back in time. I say us, me and my friends. Yeah, I never got into it. Never into it. No, I think I've exp- I've emphasized that in the show before. Probably when reviewing some of the films through the course. Ironically, I won't. I won't. I don't watch any more of the films. Like I just. No, like, no, I'm I think out, that's a smart decision. But yeah, I can't fault this one. That's a that's a great choice. Number two for you, Transformers. Transformers. My number two is much much as Transformers. Your speed. This is much more my speed. Scooby Doo. Where are you? Oh, Scooby Dizzle. Yeah, the whole mystery thing and mystery investigating machine. ghosts and monsters. I was so into this shit. When now I, was I have a very important question for you, Paul. Did you want to do Daphne? Oh, who didn't? Okay, she's a redhead, I Paul. Know, I, know. I know, motherfucker. Whether it's the scarf around her thing or her boots or whatever. No, it was, it was that purple dress, man. Purple dress. Sure. You know what I'm saying? That's that yeah, shit plays. She was. Uh, plays. She was fine as a cartoon character can be, but that's not the reason I liked the show. The reason I liked it is because. I never got the whole fact that they could have been just high the whole time on their Scooby Snacks. Nothing has ever happened as I read today when putting this list together. Well, I think Shaggy was high. Yeah, Shaggy was definitely high because he's talking to a dog. And he's zoinks, you know, like that kind of shit. And the- <laughs> oh, wait, do you think they were all high? Well, hence the talking dog. Yes. Oh. And we're all like, we're just viewing the high, none of this really happened type stuff. If it weren't for those meddling kids, yeah. that was all fucking yeah. like fever dreams. Let's not let's not look at it that way. Let's look at the fact that here are a no, group of kids fair. who are solving mysteries, no, no. most of which is spooky and um, supernatural in nature, at least to begin with, until we find out that it's someone framing someone for doing it was something. Someone in a mask is what it was. Until and now I'm going with the original series here, which was I think from sixty to sixty nine. Mm-hmm. You know what? The mystery machine was a fucking combi van. No, I'm making that up. 69 to 78. My total apologies there. Yeah. 69 to 78. And it was like two seasons, 69 and 70. And then the third season, like 78. Now, that was the, the template which has permeated through pretty much pop culture because we mm. had the movies, obviously, in the 21st century. And we've had several different iterations, including Scrappy Doo coming into proceedings. Hey, I don't have any problem with Scrappy Doo. You don't yeah. like Scrappy Doo? I thought he was great. He yeah. was a good looking kid. Like, he was like, he's a cute little fucking character, yeah, right? Scrappy Doo comes in. And then I think it sort of culminates about power. 10 years ago or so, maybe eight years ago, with a 52-episode arc series, which is sequentialized and serialized. And it's like this big, huge thing that they're chasing and they run across mysteries along the way and it's multi-part episodes. Really? Yeah. Really, and, it, and it's all supernatural. It's like Cthulhu kind of nature of things. When was this? Yeah, a while back. Well, have you seen it? I watched a good portion of it. I don't think I've watched every episode. Was I haven't watched in order, but it was, it was fantastic. So it's a Scooby Doo cartoon. Yeah, I can't remember what the official name of that one was, but yeah, yeah it was a it was a one story over with 
you know, with mysteries of the week and whatever woven yeah, yeah, through. Like but while, a little bit like X Files, yeah, but we're yeah. moving towards a big revolution, uh, revelation. So and you like them? Yeah, that sounds really. But I'm going to go back to the original because that's what captured my youth. That's yeah. what I watched when I was young. The 69 to 78. No, is that what I said? Yes, 69 to 78 series. Scooby Doo: Colin, where are you? Question mark. Now that you mention it. If it was in the 70s that it started, that would explain that van being so psychedelic, fucking painted with flowers and shit. And the yeah, mystery machine. And their drug use. I eat Scooby Snacks. Scooby, that was just a, that was like fucking schmackles for the dog, Obviously, man. That was like tre- doggy treat. Casey Kasem was Shaggy's voice it all. It was Casey Kasem from the top 40. All through, not just this first iteration, but in subsequent iterations as what well. What is Shaggy's voice? Yep. Shit. That's amazing. Um, Yeah, look, I, I like that. And Velma was, Velma was obviously a lesbian. I think we can, I can, we can go with Doesn't that. Matter. Good and we think, Fred bon- we think Fred was boning Daphne. Oh, th- look, I, I, seemed very apparent. I mean, he's wearing an ascot, so who knows what he likes. Yeah. But, you know, that's okay, point. that's cool. All right, nice, nice Hence, one. Late 60s. I had no idea, Paul. That Early you were 70s, yeah. All right. All right, Wayne, run us through your list and then let's reveal your number one. Cool. 10, Battle of the Planets. 9, Lucky Luke. Pow, pow. 8, Super Friends. 7, Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids. Ba-boom, 6, ba-boom. Six DuckTales. 8, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Four, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Three, He-Man and the Masters of Your Mother's Natch. He-Man. Two, the Transformers. And my number one, uh, it's the real Ghostbusters. We talk about this all the time, but the real Ghostbusters, ladies and gentlemen, came out in 1980. No, wait, sorry. It was after the 1986 film. No, and it came out in 86 after the 1984 film. 84 film, sorry. Yes, that's right. Ran through to 91. There were some changes along the way. Why do I know all this, Wayne? Because it's your number Why? one. Because also my number one. Give me a 10 to 1 that we can talk about this. Uh, my number 10 then. The Flintstones, 9. Thundercats, 8. Voltron, Defender of the Universe, 7. Should have been He-Man. Instead, <laughs> it's Astro Boy, 6. Battle of the Planets, 5. Looney Tunes, 4. Star Blazers, 3. Danger Mouse, 2. Scooby-Doo, where are you? And I'm number 1. Yes, the real Ghostbusters. Alrighty. Now, kids. This was a bit of a, I don't know, it was an odd tableau for me because I was a huge fan of the Ghostbusters film. And here was one of the few times where they've actually just straight up adapted the characters and put them into an animated format. Although they all looked, not all of them, but a lot of them looked quite different. Yeah. So Peter Venkman. They're more sleek and... Well, he was look, he looked like a young buck. He was like a good looking yes. character uh, as I opposed to Bill Murray. Egon. Egon, completely different. They made him blonde. They gave him this weird hairdo. Janine eventually was completely like... like Janine became hot. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Something you would probably appreciate. Because she was a ranger and she was hot. And, and, and that wasn't the case with the movie. Winston was, was, a, was just an African-American dude, although I guess he, they They're younged him up a little. Spilt. They're almost felt. Well, not Ray Stance. Not, not, oh, not he Ray. Was he was a little bit rule. of a fatty. Yeah. And the thing is, they took that Slammer character from the first movie, which actually terrorized everyone. It was probably one of the scarier things, and made him a, a, an ally. Yes. And he was just hanging out in yeah, the There's thing. an episode where they explain all what happened after the film. That's right. And then there's an episode in the That's first right. season where they go to Hollywood where the film's being made about it their adventures. It was hugely meta, bro. Very meta. There's actually a scene in there where they're watching the film and they cut to Peter Brinkman saying, he doesn't look a thing like me. Yeah. Like, oh my God, they know. It was really, really huge. Um, Arsenio Hall was... Arsenio Hall was Winston. Was Winston. And then after the first two seasons, they got in Dave Coulter. Yes. From Full House. That was later on, yes. Peter, Venk- Peter Venkman. And but, you know, before that, it was Lorenzo Music, who was the voice of Garfield. Oh. That was Peter Venkman. So I'm like, oh, shit, look at this stuff and here. And the guy who was heavily involved in most seasons in terms of plotting it all out was J. J. Michael Straczynski, the guy who did Babylon 5, which is really? renowned to be one of the best. I know I tried. I couldn't really get into it. The best plotted overall arching shows of all time. Really? And that's what I liked about this show. that it, it, like, it wasn't like one episode would directly reference everything before it, but there was a general vibe of we are advancing these characters, unlike something like The Simpsons where 30 years yeah. after they're premiered, they're exactly still the same age and nothing's changed. So that's what I liked about Real Ghostbusters. And yes... After three seasons, give or take, it started to get more kitty, and I don't. And that really sucks. I, I, honestly, I never even saw any of those. Once Dave Coulier came in, I wasn't in. Right, I only saw the other two. But there were episodes where you know the containment unit where they put all the ghosts yep. after they catch them. They went into that containment unit, and it was a whole different world, yep. like a spirit world. And I was like, it's "That's like, fucking ballsy." Where do you think Marvel got half their ideas from? Oh no, no I don't know which Kinda, one came first. You know, and the, but Marvel also, probably did in 1963. But anyway. Yeah, and you know what? In this t- in this cartoon, Janine wanted to do Egon. Yes. And every time they got oh, close to that's it, an, I was That's into an implication in the, in the original film too. That's true. That's true. But every time they got close to it, it was really cool. And I really wanted those kids to get together. But uh, Did you know, they ever? No. 
Ooh. They never did because it was well, they didn't didn't go for long unrequited. Enough. Yeah, the moment it becomes Slimer and the real Ghostbusters, it sort of drops off because then it became this oh, hour long a, show. Yeah, that was the kids. Where show. The first half hour was the real Ghostbusters adventures with the slime might pop in and out, and then there'd be these shorts in the second half now about Slimer. It's like uh, I don't even know what the fuck I was. Like more youthful and like, ah, that's a shame. But yeah, yeah, those two three seasons to kick it off were fucking gold. You know what really got me? They, they had episodes, multi part episodes, fighting Cthulhu for God's sake. I know, right? And they they changed their outfits for some reason. Peter had a brown outfit. Egon had a bluish one. Ray still had that khaki one. And I think Winston had a different one, a blue one as well. But um, they actually, like you said, there was an episode where they said after our biggest case and they came back and they all had the khaki outfits on. I'm like, this is the thing that happened after the movie. Oh my God. So very cool. The real Ghostbusters. That's my shit. What's up? That's it, Wayne. Any honorable mentions then to wrap up our part of this week's episode. Yes, the original Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, which is where you see that meme of the three Spider-Mans pointing to it that came from that cartoon. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Archie show. I loved it. Everything's Archie. Archie. That's it. Um, I didn't mind a bit of Muppet Blazers. Muppet 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 Blazers. Muppet (laughs) Babies. Because I also had Star Blazers on afterwards. (laughs) The Star Uh, Babies, another good show. Star Babies, great show. Yeah, so there you are. How about you? I just had He-Man because <laughs> I, I fucking <laughs> forgot about it. That's our episode. What about your feedback on the topic at hand? We wrap up every episode of The Countdown with your feedback and we're going to do it now. It's called The Pop 10. Talk about Pop 10. Talk about Pop 10. Give off this week's Pop 10 with patron extraordinaire Catherine Guards who said number three, gummy bears. Not mentioned? Yeah, no, but we used to call them bummy bears. <laughs> <laughs> Of course you did. Okay. Number two, She-Ra and He-Man. Number one, Voltron Lion version, obviously. Ah. Very nice. Hashtag nice. 80s kid. Joey DeCallo from the Magnificent So Wizard Podcast has celebrated nine years of podcasting. Congratulations, nice Joey, Mike Ellis, and Aubrey. Now, Joey was smart enough slash impressive enough to break up this into Saturday morning and non-Saturday morning a.m. So Saturday morning, kid video, Dungeons & Dragons, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Yeah. And then non-Saturday AM, Voltron, G.I. Joe and Robotech. Nice. I was surprised that Dungeons & Dragons did not make your list. I never got into it. I don't know why. There was a time where it was very popular. I tried. I tried. I couldn't get into it. Stuart James said, He-Man, number three, Thundercats. Thunder, 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 Thundercats at number two. Number one, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nice one. Very, very nice. Johnny Slander, patron of the show, said Johnny Quest, Fun Adventures, great theme song, and just so good. Do you have a good theme song? Number two, Star Blazers slash Battle of the Planets. Bit of cheatiness going on here, but mm-hmm. nevertheless, it was the topic of conversation in my ner- little nerdy group of friends in the 80s, and that Star Blazers theme, just awesome. Thank you, John. <laughs> it blows. You can hear it very, very shortly. Number one, Bugs Bunny, Looney Tunes, and Bugs Bunny Hour have made more people appreciate classical music than about just about anything. That's true. Ever. Absolutely. Yeah, like that one. It's a good choice. B Dizzle from the We Watch the Thing podcast. B Dizzle is it. Batman Animated Series number three. Is that on your list? No, because I talked about it so much previously. Ah, it enough, is probably enough. the best thing ever made, though. Number two, Rocco is one life. Number one, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There you go. Jamie Davies had number three, Recess. Never heard of it. Hmm. Number two, SpongeBob SquarePants. Have heard of it. Number one, Pokemon. Have heard of it. Never watched it. Uh, yeah, I don't think I watched it either. Ethan Petrie said, Jake Long, American Dragon. What the fuck is that? I don't know that one. Number three. Number two, Dave the Barbarian for the Squirrel Megaphone. Also don't know what you're talking about. Ethan, I'm not sure what you're smoking, but number one, Kim Possible. No, I've heard of that one. These are all after our time. Oh, because trust so me, it got weird. He's in our a very time young man and he's listening to us. Thank you, Ethan, for deigning to give us some of your time. Bro, there used to be, when we were kids, there used to be a show called Teen Tur- Turbo Teen where a dude turned into his fucking car. <laughs> Whenever it was hot, you turn into his car. Sometimes he'd eat a hot hot dog and he'd fucking turn into his car. I'm not kidding. Look it up. Turbo Teen. Fucking ridiculous. Keep going. Awesome. Josh Raglan, another page of the show, said Looney Tunes at three. G.I. Joe, first mention number two. Ah, yes. Number one, Transformers. Oh, More than oh, meets my the My fly eye. is what we used to say. Very, very. <laughs> Aiden Parker said number three, fairly odd parents for the after school special. Don't know what that one is. Number two, Simpsons. Surely it's on everyone's list. It would be if we were counting that. Number one, One Piece. Thanks, Cheese TV. Still a week-to-week watcher today. Just came out, the live-action adaptation on Netflix. And people are raving about it, man. I've never heard of it. Really? Okay. Maybe mm. we'll give it a bash. Maybe we'll give it a bash. Chris Sutherland said Dragon Ball Z at number one. Number two, Techaman slash Technoman. And number three, X-Men. There was quite a few mentions of X-Men, the 90s series, which I that was, was a very big thing. too old to for me to get yeah, into. It's it. because of the theme song. 
Yeah, that could. It was the shit. That good. Alan Smith said, Rocky Winkle number three, Bugs Bunny number two, number one. Scooby-Doo, and it's not even close. I'm an adult, arguably, and still watch the originals with my kids. Mm. Went back from college. Look at this list. Explains my odd sense of humor and love of mysteries. Cheers, boys. Nice. All right. Last couple to wrap it up then. Chris Yeeney. Should have broken into decades. There are too many amazing ones. Eh, you might be right there, Chris. Pro Stars, not really top three, but it deserves a love. Garfield and Friends and X-Men again. Big fan. Christopher Sillette says, Batman animated series, number one. Sure. Number two, X-Men. And number three, Dragon Ball Z. And we'll let Chef Ben Randall, patron of the show and host of the In The Weeds podcast say, Transformers number three, Thundercats number two. And first mention, not the only one, of Gargoyles as his oh, wow. number one. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah, cool. Thank nice you to everyone. Go back to us. Sorry I couldn't get through all this. We really greatly appreciate people taking the time to contribute to the topics at hand. Wayne, how do the good folk get in touch with us or indeed do exactly that? Google The Countdown Podcast, find all our socials and weigh in or send us an email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com or our address, website address is thecountdownpodcast.com. Follow us and like the show on Podbean or where we host on X with a countdown PC. If you want us to give it to you, join us there as well. Well done. That's... <laughs> <laughs> it's a little late in the Sunday. Not even that funny. It's not even, <laughs> not even remotely that funny. I'm sorry. I do apologize. <sighs> Wait, what's happening next week? Episode four four two. I think we said we're, we were, split, we're not do... long away before the break. We'll talk next next episode. We'll talk more about it. Yeah, okay. okay. Well, we're gonna do. Uh, this is like a, this is a nerd one. Everyone, as if this one wasn't. Uh, top ten video games, man. Video games. Video games. How? Well, we've expanded the mm. the brief of the show. Have we not done this? So our 10 favorite video games of all time from when we first started out being... Paul's long ago. To now, to this day. I've got to tell you, there's one game I'm still playing this day that will be high, high, high on my list. I don't know how high it's going to be. Really? I may really upset some there's people. There's a game that you played when we were kids and you're still playing it now? No, no, no. We're kids, I'm saying. There's a game I still play now from years ago. Okay. Yeah. No, that's good. I've got a few of those. i got a few of those. Okay, nice. So, so yeah. yeah. Uh, we're yeah. going to branch out. No one's going to download this episode except the hardcore gamers. And we love you if you are going to give us a chance for that. Thank you so, we'll so much. We'll jokes and shit in case you want oh, to yeah, hear Wayne will always say something inappropriate. Yeah. I'll be awkward and I'll hit a button something like, <laughs> You can't handle the it'll truth. It'll be perfect. Thank yeah. you so yeah. much for joining us today. My name is Paul. My name's Wayne. And this has been The Soundboard. Still being here listening to this. We'll catch you next time. <laughs> See you. We're off to outer space. We're leaving Mother Earth to save the human race. Our star blazers. Searching for a distant star, heading off to Iskandar, leaving all we love behind. Who knows what dangers we'll find? We must be strong and brave. Our home we got to save If we don't in just one year Mother Earth will disappear Fighting with the Gamelons We won't stop until we've won Then we'll return And when we arrive The Earth will survive with our star